The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A national strategy aimed at freeing up roads and reducing congestion due to be drawn up. Having been signed off today at Cabinet, it is expected to set out plans for more cycle lanes and better public transport infrastructure, more car-free zones, and who knows, ultimately, maybe congestion charges in some of our cities. Pauline O'Reilly, the Green Party Senator from Galway, is with me now. Uh, Senator, you're welcome to the show. What measures would you like to see in this plan to get cars out of city centres and should it include congestion charges ultimately? Well, I think for a start, let's just say that a lot has been done, um, but a lot more needs to be done. Um, And I think that, you know, if you look at the kind of transport emissions, 48% of the transport emissions are from private vehicles. So that's the biggest thing that needs to be addressed at the moment. Um, And really, the, the problem areas are in our cities in particular. Um, In my own city of Galway last night, a cycle lane was actually voted down by the council again. So this is for the east of the city. And uh, so it it does, it it is alarming. Um, We need to actually move people to a position where they have other options other than using their car. And, um, you know, buses, cycle, cycle lanes, they all require space. And it means then that some of that space on the road needs to be moved from cars into things like buses and cycle lanes. And um, and so that is really underpins what a lot of this strategy is about. But there will be a year of consultation and it will look at, at all of the different measures. So um, it, it will look at increased parking charges or things like having car-free zones because um, because that that's what needs to be done mm. in order for us to take this this climate emergency seriously and also it's a health emergency as well. You only have to look at the kind of obesity rates that we have in the country as well. We do need to become more active and and have a better future for our planet and our people. And I think people want it. And this really is about a strategy that brings us from the point we are now, which is significantly better than we were a couple of years ago. But it also needs to bring us closer to that 50% reduction in emissions targets by 2030. And that's our target at the moment. Uh, There will, uh, and it's probably inevitable, isn't it? There will be a, a kind of a period of upheaval while this is happening even if you allow for a kind of a consultation period and you get everybody on board there will be a period of upheaval when you reallocate road space away from private vehicles won't there yeah yeah there there is and and part of that is because it it does require removing some parking spaces and that's what that upheaval is about it isn't necessarily reducing down lanes of traffic but we have had um a history in this country of having parking on both sides of every road and that needs to shift because that was going back to a time where you know roads were sorry cars were king and that that's changing and apart from anything else you know you do have um, families and children in particular crying out for safe access for their children so that they have more independence to get to school without being chaperoned everywhere because of the amount of danger there is um, on our roads and uh, you know again if you were to look at that that um, that cycle lane yesterday because I think it's a good example um, that actually would have had safe zones around two schools as well as part of that cycling infrastructure and in that it, so it was designed around the needs of children and look at no no plan is 100% um, it, you know what what you want because 
it's it's kind of a retrofitting program here when it comes to cycling lanes you're putting them in in places that would have had cars originally so there is a there is a level of disruption there mm. But this is about priorities, you know, this is about yeah. what are we prioritising? And some people say, well, you know, it'll take me longer to travel by train or uh, or bus. And therefore, yeah. you know, a five minute reduction in my journey means that I'll take the car. And a demand management strategy is about, well, how, how do we make people want to get out of their cars? What can we do to say um, it's actually better Either that you persuade people that it's better for their health, or that if it takes know, longer, the only way really if it's always going to take longer, the the only way to make it more attractive then compared to the car is to make the car journey worse, isn't it? Well, so more expensive, um, it's not, yeah, well, more it's, cumbersome. It's not always going to make make it easier to go on public transport as well. I mean, the two kind of go hand in hand because yeah. um, if if you develop. Um, cycle lanes or if you develop and they're not stuck behind cars or if you develop bus lanes and therefore the buses aren't stuck behind cars it inevitably frees you up to go on that on let, that journey let me introduce one, Keith, one Keith, big, I, I'll come back to you in just a moment but I do want to bring in Keith Gavin Chair of the Irish Parking Association uh, Keith do we need to make the experience of, of driving private vehicles worse to encourage people into public transport and bicycles Oh my God, Kieran! I, I don't believe we're talking about making it even worse than it is at the moment. Um, I don't know how many times I've lost count. I've been on the show talking about these plans. I mean, it's it's part of an ongoing campaign. Obviously, it's an anti-car uh, strategy. We don't want to have, uh, it seems that the policy now is we don't want to have cars. We don't want private cars. We want everybody on bicycles, buses, etc., it's not really, uh, it's not very realistic. I mean, look at the design of our country, look at the sprawl, look at the amount of people that have to drive to work because of where they live. And to suggest that they can all cycle or, or get buses is, you know, it's not realistic. But I'd like to just, uh, just to make a further point that, you know, we're, and ultimately we're talking about potentially congestion charging. All of these measures seem to be just further stick with the motorists. Just keep bashing the motorist. Keep extracting as much money as we can out of them. They're already being charged seven billion per annum in taxes and charges, tolls, etc. And oh, there's one point I agree with Pauline on. There's one point and one point alone. That until we have a, a better and effective and viable public transport network, these measures are just penalizing people who don't have a choice. So I think it's just heaping further mm. taxes and further charges on, you know, the, the, the vast majority of people who don't have a choice. Do, do, we, exaggerate, do we exaggerate how many people don't have a choice? So I, I, I commute a very long way uh, to work uh, I, and I don't have a choice is the way I would look at it. But the CSOs say about 57%, I have it in front of me, 57% of journeys by car are less than two kilometres. A lot of those people have a choice, don't they? Oh, f- oh for sure. And uh, look, I mean, I'm not arguing, and I'm not, I'm not arguing about, you know, people taking short journeys, popping down to the shop or whatever. I'm talking about people who have to go to work. I'm talking about people, you know, you're saying you do a long commute, but you do a long commute, you go to one place, you stay in the one place and you go home. An awful lot of people don't do that. People have to travel around. If you try to travel around in public transport in Dublin, I'm just taking Dublin as an example, but we can relate it to any city. If you're trying to drive around 
are trying to travel around in public transport at the moment. It's, you know, it's insane. You couldn't possibly get, for example, if you had to go to Dundrum and then you had to go to the city centre and you were to take the Lewis Red Line and the Lewis Green Line, you'd be three hours on a round journey. It, you know, it's crazy. And we're talking about, okay, we have very limited road space. That's correct. We do have very limited road space. Dublin is a medieval city. It doesn't have space to make these roads wider. Mm. So what do we do? We decide that we're going to run a light rail service along two lanes of that narrow, limited road space. We're putting in cycle lanes. We're putting in bus lanes. We're actually engineering the congestion. Now, let me finish the point, Karen. The congestion that people are talking about, as I've said to you, and I've made this point several times, 40% less vehicles travel into the city centre than did 10 years ago. Yet the congestion is way worse. You travel around most of the towns in this country. Okay. And I, you'll see these you'll see these plastic I'll, bottles. I'll come back to you in a moment. I, I will I'm going to come back to you in a moment Keith because I, I do want to go back to to Pauline. Uh, Pauline I suppose Keith made quite a few points there. Uh, one of which was that essentially the, the the vision that you lay out isn't realistic and it doesn't suit the country that exists. It might suit the country that you wish exists but not the country that actually exists. Well, the whole point is getting from one point to another, and we're already somewhere along that journey, and um, and and so we have to move further along that journey. the The solution can't be let's just do nothing. This is just what we're left with because I don't I don't believe that. I believe that a lot of people want an alternative, and it is about providing alternatives for people. I mean, we're providing one extra bus route last year and this and this um this year for rural um, dwellers. And, you know, when we went into government, only 53% of people in rural Ireland had access to a bus service and that will increase to 70%. Is, is it 100%? No. Will everybody be able to use public transport? No. But it does mean that we free up the roads for the people who do need to use their cars. And absolutely, there are a lot of people who need to use their cars by ensuring that those that don't need to use their cars have an alternative. And I think, you know, it is correct to say that people are moving from one place to another. And a lot of that is because people feel that they that their children are not safe cycling or walking to school and they're right in lots of instances they are right and so they're driving kids to school and then they're driving to work where actually if they didn't need two journeys it would be you know one journey where the children could cycle or take a bus to school and one journey where they could take um, um, you know public transport to work and I I think that that's what this is about I started with you uh, Senator so Keith I'll I'll finish with you what would you like to see happen I appreciate you made the point we need you know radically improved public transport infrastructure before you start penalising uh, uh, drivers though you did criticise some of that public transport infrastructure in the Lewis so so what, what would you like to see do done by this government and I listened carefully to your intro to the show today, talking about the extra $16 billion in the public coffers. Let's put this to productive use. Let's invest in capital infrastructure. Let's build a metro in Dublin city centre and stop faffing about with these ridiculous notions. And then when you provide people with a good alternative, as you see in most European cities, where, yes, then you can have congestion charging, then you can have the other measures when there is a fair and reasonable and usable service and a usable alternative. But at the moment, we're not even close. Pauline talks about one bus service a week being added uh, throughout the country. That's not, it's a drop in the ocean. What use is that to the guy from 
Tullamore who's got to go to Dublin to work in and out every day. And uh, there's one bus at 10 o'clock in the morning and another at 9 o'clock at night. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. Keith, so, Gavin, chair, I don't, Keith Gavin, Chair of the Irish Parking Association, Pauline O'Reilly, a Green Party Senator uh, from Galway. Thank you both very much. 087-1400-106. This listener says the government need to spend their money on making cycle tracks. This would save everyone a fortune in fuel, waste that's stuck in traffic and give our children a safe, sustainable way to get to school. Another listener says, please tell your guests that professional drivers are doing a service and deliveries are pulling their hair out with this misguided policy of reducing road space. And another listener says the best way to get cars out of city it's full ring roads and bypasses it'll free up roads and towns and cities for cycling and buses however the Greens sabotage ring roads like in Limerick and Galway keep those views uh, coming I have to say uh, for what it's worth I, I'm kind of more inclined when I hear about car free cities to support the view of, of, of Pauline O'Reilly I think it sounds great in the abstract but then my life would be miserable if I didn't have a car it would I'd survive when people say I wouldn't survive of course I'd survive if my car disappeared in the morning but it would be miserable my quality of life would be miserable. I wouldn't be able to bring the kids to their activities. They wouldn't be able to go and visit their friends. They wouldn't be able to visit their grandparents. Only if 30 minutes away in the car, it would be a full day's round trip to try and get there by public transport. So I don't know how realistic some of the plans are, despite, as I say, maybe in the abstract sounding attractive. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.